Welcome back to Going Rounds, the official podcast of Gusto, a matter company. I'm Jeanette Harris-Courts, podcast producer and host of this here podcast. In our last episode, we heard from the women of Gusto's team as we celebrated International Women's Day. If you haven't listened to the episode, highly recommend. It was a goodie. To keep in the vein of Women's History Month, today, in this corner, we've got senior producer Beth York. People often ask me if Beth is short for Elizabeth or Bethany, and it's not. It's just Beth. My mom wanted me to have a short first name. And um, four letters was all she would give me. Yes, I did have a nickname from my dad when I was little. He used to call me Boo. Bethy Boo. Bethy Boo. I live in a leafy suburb of Boston on the South Shore. I'm about five or six miles from the ocean, which is really where my heart sings. I can't imagine living anywhere where I don't have access to an ocean. And I live with my two daughters and husband, a cat and a dog. My dog is named Tiny, who happens to be a Great Dane. So that's an intentional choice. Though I live in a leafy suburb, I do feel like I oscillate between city mouse and country mouse. So the ability for me in my day-to-day work to actually go to cities to work makes me feel fully human (laughs) because I do love the energy of cities and I do love traveling to meet with clients, but I really do love living in a quieter place. In my free time, I like to be outside and I find peace in movement. Some people do yoga, I race on my bike, I do triathlons, I do endurance events, and the athlete in me is a very big part of my identity and who I am. And I'm always trying to take on another challenge to really push myself out of my comfort zone. Most recently, I just completed the Escape from Alcatraz triathlon where I got to swim across the bay from Alcatraz Island, which was just so epic to be in the water and with the reputation of Alcatraz and to kind of see the bridge off in the distance and the fog rolling in. It was just awesome. I raced my bike up Mount Washington. I swam 12 and a half miles around the island of Key West. Basically anything that's really hard to do, I sign up for and it scares the hell out of me and that's why I do it because it makes me rise to the challenge and it gives me a compass, it gives me a goal, something to work for. And the goal has to be really big because that's how I roll, I guess. I just, you know, go big or go home. Favorite childhood memory? I have a lot, which I guess means I had a pretty good, happy childhood. But 
I grew up with a brother who was 13 months older than me. If my brother was doing it, I was doing it. So I grew up very much trying to keep up with him. If brubber can do it, so can me. That was what I started saying when I was little. So I rode dirt bikes, I rode snowmobiles, I climbed trees, I built tree forts. I was the only girl on the boys' little league team. And, you know, good game son was something I definitely heard. I had a brown denim leisure suit that was Toughskin's brand, which meant that the knees were reinforced with like Kevlar, <laughs> something that didn't bend, but also didn't get holes in it. And those were my school clothes. I had to wear that. That and Garanimals. Garanimals and Toughskin's were my two, my two go-tos. I remember at one point I wanted to be an architect. Uh, I really loved um, art and drawing and buildings and I'm not entirely sure why I didn't pursue that but when I graduated high school I wanted to be a physical therapist. I realized in college that I didn't like to touch people specifically their feet so I thought physical therapy might not be for me. My senior year in college I took a video production class as an elective and I was both invigorated and wanted to cry at the same time because I was like, oh my gosh, all this time I could have been progressing, but this is what I want to do. It felt like home, like being in the studio, climbing a ladder, looking at the lights, all the bright buttons of the video switcher, being in a control room, just many different things going on in a live production. I realized that that was home, so I, spoke to the person who uh, ran the studio at Northeastern and with my tears in my eyes, like, I can't believe I'm gonna graduate with a business degree and I don't wanna wear pantyhose. Like if I have to wear this blah, blah, blah to the office, I'm gonna just like claw my eyes out. I just wanna wear combat boots, jeans and a leather jacket and climb ladders. That might've been verbatim. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure. That, that was the gist of it. And he uh, had worked at a local television station as a director for live news. And he connected me with a production director who was this woman named Barbara Bethea. Love you, Barbara, who gave me a great opportunity. She gave me exposure to the live newsroom, to every facet of production. And she was really my first mentor. I was like a sponge and I learned so much in that live environment. And then my career journey continued as a stage manager and had some opportunities to direct live broadcasts. And I grew into a producer, writer. I co-hosted a show called The Wild Web, which was a CBS syndicated lifestyle program that was about the internet before the internet was the internet. <laughs> well, maybe the internet was the internet, but it was only when we had like a, you know, a dial-up connection. Then I parlayed that experience into a host and producer role for RSN. That is now outside TV, and I did updates for CNN Headline News and the Weather Channel, and then fast forward to 2011 or 12, I was working uh, for a startup group. They brought me in to build out a state-of-the-art studio that would be able to do live productions that would be streamed online. And this was before you could just press a button on Facebook Live and go live, right? 
And this really allowed me to pull in all the roles that I've had, both on camera and behind the scenes. And then at the end of the day, once the studio was up and running, I was doing weekly live productions out of that studio for TED Talk type things, for roundtable discussions, for live music, and gave me a different type of opportunity in which I could grow, I could stretch, I could learn. And that is my favorite thing about this business is that there's always opportunities to learn something new. And I consider myself a forever student. So it's really a great place for me to be. As development producer at Gusto, uh, my role is really to partner with internal and external clients to understand their brand goals and their objectives. And then I can make some recommendations, you know, based on that and then work with them to develop the content with our internal production and creative teams, you know, producers, editors, shooters, animators, and I help them take um, concepts and execute them because everyone has a lot of good ideas, but really we need to have ideas that we can execute on. So understanding our team's strengths and our abilities and leveraging those as a team. So identifying what's right for them, what might not be right, helping with an efficient workflow is also something that I do because what we want to do is you want to maximize that budget for our clients, right? We really want to make sure that, hey, if you're doing a live program, you have video on demand. You have an audio version of it. You have little teaser social content. So really thinking through how do we leverage all of that content we're creating and make it a wonderful package that can be used not just once, but multiple times. The words that I keep in my head a lot when I'm doing anything, whether it's professional passion projects, family life, is that anything worth working for is hard working for. And that was something my dad always said, that, you know, if it's worth it, it's not going to be easy. And then the other thing, too, that I think about is to practice like you play, bringing your best self to every activity every single time. And that's a tall order sometimes. So it's also knowing your stamina and when to dial it back a little bit, when you need to push a little harder, when you need more rest. That way you can bring your best self to both practice and play. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Going Rounds. Wow, I hope you feel like you've learned a little bit more about my favorite Beth. She is just the best. And I'm sure if you're in the Massachusetts area and you're either hiking or biking or cycling or running or jumping out of a plane, you will most likely run into Beth. And she's probably doing all of it in her combat boots. So (laughs) give her a wave and say hello if you see her. She's just the best. If you ever want to talk to me or Beth or anyone else on the Gusto team, email us at hello at letsgusto.com. We can't wait to bring you more perspectives from our staff and other creatives that inspire us. Until then, take care.